thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. Now, we ain't did praise. Yeah, we ain't did offer. We ain't did none of that. I just, I believe God. Psalm 34, starting at the first verse. You all know I normally read from the New American Standard Version, but today God sent me to the King James Version. If anybody grew up in church, you you the King James Version is something that you heard the folks read, and when they read it, especially if the old mothers read it, they read it with power. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, so if y'all don't mind, every now and again, I I I, I will read from the King James Version because it just it does something to me. It takes me back. To the days where we didn't play church and we were the church. Psalms 34, starting at the first verse. I'm going to let you be seated. As long as your spirit will let you be seated. Musicians, stay with me. I need you to hear me right here. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. <laughs> My soul yeah. shall make a boast in the Lord. Mm-hmm. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Yes. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Yes. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They lift up to him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord kept round about them, that feared him, and delivered him. Can I stop in verse 8? All praise and see that the Lord is good. Can I say it again? All praise and see that the Lord is good. Blessed, I say blessed, 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 blessed is the man that trusts in him. And the word of the Lord is blessed. Notice with me just briefly. Verse 1 again, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mind. I just want to ask you, how long is your continually? How long is your continually? Because oftentimes you all, we feel like I continually can last forever until we go through a calamity. And then we find that our continually doesn't last as long as we thought it might. But we have to ask how long our continually is. If we think about the word continual, continuous means without end, without break. There's no gap in the action. Matter of fact, you can't even remember where it began. You can't remember where it should ever end. You just know that it is a part of you. It is something that is continuous. If you think about the breath in your body, you don't know when it started, and you hope to not ever know when it ends. But you just keep breathing. If you think about your heartbeat, your heart beats continually. If there was a gap in the action, you would know it because you would drop dead. Your heart continuously beats. There are things about you that continuously happens and you don't even think about it. So the Bible declares here that David said, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Meaning that 
If he's praising continually in his mouth, there's no room for anything else to come out of his mouth. Y'all ain't talking to me up in here. If praise is continually in his mouth, then that means there's no time for negativity. If there's praise that's continually being in his mouth, there's no time for me to be in somebody else's business. If praise is continually in my mouth, I don't have time to talk about anything else except for praise. Yes. But it says blessed. In verse 8, blessed is the man that trusts in him. Now I understand what God was dealing with me. In trust, you can't praise unless you trust. You can't praise unless you trust. And we always see that word bless, blessed, bless, however it is that someone pronounces it. We often see it, of course, in the Beatitudes. But this says blessed is a man who trusts in him. That word blessed means happy. Happy is the man that trusts in him. Have you ever met somebody who's continuously unhappy? Mm. Y'all are the ones, the ones that they call you. You look and see their number and you're like, uh-uh. They do, y'all. I can't do it today. Because you know associated with that will be some sort of negativity. Associated with that will be some sort of associated with that will be some sort of spirit that will drain you of every piece of joy, happiness, and peace you may have. Right. I believe you all that the enemy assigns folks to us like that to see if they can pull they can pull us off of our square. I convince you all that sometimes, sometimes, now, sometimes, now, sometimes y'all need to go ahead and answer that phone. They answer when you call them with your foolishness. Have mercy. So give them the same uh, courtesy. Answer the phone. But some folks, you don't pray for them for the same thing for the last six years. And they ain't got through it yet. Because, you know, I keep, I keep thinking about when uh, Ray Ray left me back in 2007. Girl, we, listen, it's been over a decade. Let it go. Ray Ray done got married two more times. You done dodged the bullet. Come on, Jesus. But you're still crying about Ray. I just believe I could have changed him if he just gave it a chance. Come on. So the premise is that we've got to understand that in the midst of folks calling and needing prayer, there are some folks that I believe that God has assigned to try and drain us out of any sort of hope, happiness, peace, and joy that we try and keep mustered up for us. You ever get off the phone with them and feel like you ain't even got enough to fight your own battles? Because they done drained everything out of you. They still I know better, but now they drained you of everything you had to fight for your own behalf. Mm-hmm. So you got to be able to be happy enough to trust in God, and you only will be happy if you trust in Him. Mm. How long? How long? How long is your continually? We have to understand that David wrote this after he found out that Saul was determined to kill him. Matter of fact, it was 1 Samuel 20 and 31 that says, uh, 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 if I were to read it from the New American Standard Version, he told, Saul said this about David. He said, for as long as the son of Jesse lives on this earth, talking about David, neither you nor your kingdom will be established. Therefore now send and bring him to me, for he must surely die. Mm -hmm. Now he, if he get on my nerve, he gonna die. 
if he keep trying to test me, he going to die? No, he must surely he die. Must. Mm. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. For real, for real. Sure enough. Without a shadow of a doubt, he got to know. Mm. So we find David in chapter 21 of 1 Samuel running to hopefully find him some safety. And he ran to Ashish, the king of Gath. And when he got there, he found that the people were singing his songs. When they saw him, say, Is this not David? Is this not the king of the land? Did they not sing as they danced that Saul has slain his thousands, but David slain his ten thousands? So then he got scared. He said, oh, Lord, I don't want man up until the end of his character. So it says that he had temporary insanity. He started scribbling on the walls. He started uh, allowing drool to run from his beard. And they said, whoa, 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 he crazy. Now go on, send him out somewhere. Send him out somewhere. So, oh God, I hear you in here. This ain't even a point in my sermon, but can I say this real quick? Sometimes you got to act crazy in order to save your life. Uh, God, help me in here. Sometimes you got to act like you ain't got good sense in order to save your life. There's some folks that's trying to take you out because you acted like you got sense. But sometimes you just got to lose your mind. Listen, sometimes you just got to break out in the bunk right in the middle of folks. So they be like, oh, okay, oh, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes you just gotta cut up at the food. Act like you ain't got sense in order to save your own life. Right. David. David realized later on that it wasn't the fact that he acted like a madman that saved his life. But he realized that God had cloaked him through his craziness. That'll preach right there. He cloaked him. He covered him through his craziness to make sure that he didn't get killed. And that's the reason why he wrote this song. And and it's oftentimes, you all, that we look at this and we don't realize exactly what David was saying. But you have to understand that in these verses, David uh, announces his intention to praise God for that deliverance that God had given him. See, he prayed and God came through. Isn't that what verse 4 said? It said, this poor man cried and the Lord delivered him out of his uh, 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 issues. But here's the problem, you all. We will ask God to deliver us out. God will deliver us out. And we say, oh, thank you, Jesus. And that's all he gets out of us until we do it the next time. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to praise him every time, all times, for all things. Matter of fact, the Bible declares that everything gives thanks. Mm-hmm. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. There ought to continuously be a thanks, a praise on your lips for God. Why? Because God is continually doing things for us to praise him for. Right. While it might not be the big thing that you've been pray- praying for, it's the other stuff that go along with it. Oh, God, help me in here. It's the other stuff that goes along with it that you ought to be thanking him for on the way to him answering that prayer you've been asking him for. If you've been asking God to, to heal your marriage and it doesn't seem like he's done it yet, you ought to thank him for the fact that neither one of y'all have gone upside each other's head with a cast iron skillet. Mm. 
You ought to thank them for the fact that somebody didn't go out and squander the money so that you all haven't been put out due to foreclosure. Right. You ought to praise them for the fact that at least you all might not be talking in the house, but both of y'all got a job that you go to and come back from every day. Mm. See, we want to praise them for how ooh, when you come through with this one. Like we storing up praise. Yeah. Mm. It's going to be so backed up, I'm just going to cut a fool in the, No. You need to thank God like he's already done it. Yeah, yes. Because he might not do it in the manner in which you would decide for him to do it, but it doesn't negate the fact that he's still praiseworthy. Yeah. So we look at it. We look at David saying, I will bless the Lord at all times. Well, how do we do we sit there and just walk all day saying, thank you, Jesus. 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 Because I think sometimes we get too literal when it comes to the word. Y'all know what I'm talking about? We see that word continually and be like, well, I guess I ain't saved because I, I don't praise God continually. Because, I mean, continually means God stops and I don't, I, don't, I don't say it with my mouth like that. You praise God with your life. You don't just praise Him with your mouth. But let's look at this. How do we praise God continually? How do we do that? The first way that we praise him, we praise him by continuously seeking him out. It, don't we show somebody the honor and the respect that we have for them by just out of nowhere checking up on them? Just folks in the natural. Right. You tell when you, you get a text out of nowhere from Pastor Tish. Hey, I ain't seen you. You all right? And I, and I try real, this for all of you all, I try real hard not to just say, you know, hey, I ain't seen you, you need to get to church. Because there might be a reason why you haven't come. So I right. want to know if you're okay. Right. I want to know if everything's all right. 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 Because that, again, I say, I say all the time, that's what Jesus did. When Jesus was looking for disciples, he didn't just say, come on, disciple, go. However, that's the way we treat folks in the church. Mm -hmm. He found out that the fishermen had been fishing all night and hadn't gotten any fish. He said, before I show you how to do what I need you to do, let down your net. Hmm. He knew as a God, thank you. He realized that if he had tried to take them to go and do the bidding of the Father, they would have always had in their mind what they left behind and what they did not finish. So he helped them with the natural need first and then showed them where the spiritual need was. Anybody with me in here? Right. So we have to understand, you all, that the church needs to get back into a place where we're helping folks with their natural need and quit sending them out to the different services and tell them to go out there. Well, here, here's a list. Go out there and check. We don't find out whether the people got a car to get there. If they don't have a car, do they have a bus pass? If they don't have a bus pass, can we help them with a bus pass? Can we help them with the money to get a bus pass? We might not be able to employ them, but we can help them to get to the place that might be able to employ them. Right, right. That's it. But we don't do that anymore, you all. The church has gotten away from that. I remember, oh, God help me in here. I remember the place that the government would go to to take the cheese, to take the bread, to take the peanut butter was to the church. church to get that all oh, that cheese. That cheese will stick to your ribs for the next two weeks. Yes, sir. And make it listen and made the best grilled cheese sandwiches. Mm. 
Yes, Lord, you be eating off of that for like two years. They gonna think of cheese not this long. And you had to have somebody that knew how to cut it. Just, okay, all you got off was little slivers because it'd be that hard. <clears throat> okay, about four more of those, I can make me a sandwich. <laughs> but they took it to the church because they knew the church would get the word out to those that needed it. Right. Now they go to the community centers. And, and there's no disrespect to the community centers, but that's because the church has stopped trying to help the people that are in need. Right. So why so why go to the church to look for when they can go to the why? They can go to the Boys and Girls Club. They can go to various other sources because that's what the church has now caused folks to do. But that's not new. The disciples did it when the folks uh, sat there and listened to God and was hungry. And the disciples said, send them away to the, the town. We don't have food for them. And Jesus said, sit them down. What do we have? We got this little boy lunch of two fish and five loaves. He said, sit the people down in groups. He took it and blessed it. And was able to, oh God, when the church starts to pray on the little they have. So it can be stretched to help many. When we start praying back over what we have, it will help many. Let me get back to where I am. We praise God continually by continually seeking Him out. Uh, it's uh, First uh, Chronicles 16 and 11 says, seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face continually. Continually. Not just when you need something. Come on. Yeah. All the time. All the time. You know you can't stand folks that only call you when they want to borrow $20. That's right. That's right. Y'all know. Matter of fact, y'all are going for, oh, I know what they calling for. Because they only call when they need money. I'm still waiting on my other $60. Yeah, he coming through the door. You right. How you going to come from the back talking about you right? Lord, help us today. Adverse. Don't just go to God when you need something. Seek his face continually. Seek him for direction. Seek him for guidance. Seek him for comfort. Seek him for joy. Seek him to know that you're doing what you should be doing. Matter of fact, seek his face to see if you look like him. Oh, glory. Because that's what we want to do, right? We, we want to mirror the image of God. So you need to seek his face to see if you look like him. When you're looking in a mirror... That's the way that you see whether you're oh God, whether you're presentable enough to go out. You know, that's when you look and be like, oh Lord, I forgot to do my hair. You, you done did everything else. They got your face beat. You don't put on your clothes. You looking down. You good. You walk out. Oh Lord. The mirror is what helps you to see what you look like. You use God's face as a mirror to see what we look like. And some of us don't want to look in that mirror. But that's how we praise God continually. Not only by continually seeking him out, but by continually honoring his word. We praise him by continually honoring his word. Psalm 119 and 44 says, So I will keep your law continually forever and ever. How long is that? That's a long time. 
forever and ever is a long time. I don't keep the law just up until he gets me the job. I don't keep the law just until he gets me out of the trouble of the law. Come on, somebody. But I continually, continually honor his word. In that same uh, psalm, Psalm 119, verse 109 says, My life is continually in my hands, yet I do not forget your law. What does that mean? That means that we still always have a choice. Our life is always in our hands. But you got to make a decision like the psalm says, yet I do not forget your law. Just because he gave you a choice doesn't mean you take it. Y'all didn't get that. Just because God gave you a choice doesn't mean it's up to you to take your choice to do it your way. When you say that you're a Christian, when you say you're a disciple, and we're learning in discipleship boot camp what that really means, that means that we make the choice to submit, there goes that word again, to submit to God's word. He's not going to force us to do it, but we have to make the decision to do it. Let me go, lest I keep you too long. Not only do we praise God continually by continually seeking him out, by continually honoring his word, but we praise God continually by continually joining into worship. By continually joining into worship. Luke 24 and 51 talks about when Jesus was about to ascend into heaven. The Bible declares this. It says, while he was blessing them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And you would think the folks would be like, okay, Jesus gone. Jesus gone. All right, let's go ahead and do what we want to do. 52, it says, and they, after worshiping him, returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually where? In the, In the temple, praising God. All right. We can't get folks to show up. What, three Sundays out of a month? There used to be a time that the people of God would show up every Sunday. Yes. I remember as a child, there were those special Sundays that we packed up our stuff because we knew we weren't coming back. You you remember that? Yeah. You packed up your stuff. You knew you weren't coming back to the house until everything was over. You went to Sunday school. You went to morning worship. They had food at the church so you had no excuse. Okay? You had the 3.30 service. Then you had you sat around for a few minutes or so snack, and then seven o'clock you was at it again. But folks were excited to stay because the feast of the Lord was going on. Yes. Now yeah. you got you got times now. It's like okay, she at ten thirty nine. Hope she started wrapping this up in a little bit because you know she have about three closings. So she needs about, about two minutes. She needs to start wrapping up. That's what we used to do. That's what we still do. And then some folks will say, mm-mm, because we ain't going to get out to 11, and I need to be on the road on my way to Orlando by 11, which means I need to get back to the church. Yeah, I just watch it on live stream. Yeah, I'm talking about y'all. <laughs> that's, 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 
That's the mindset that we have now. They say one of the worst things that we could have ever done to the church was start going live. It is. It is not. It, it, I love y'all. Lord knows I do. Folks going to start dropping off three, two, one. I, I love folks dialing into live stream because we have folks from Chicago that, that look here. We actually have a couple of folks from out of the country that look at our live stream. We have folks that can't get out, that are ill, that watch our live stream, that are, are, are shut in, that watch the live stream. I have no problem with that. I do have a challenge with able-bodied folks that decide I can give Jesus over the live stream. Yeah, I'm talking about y'all again. I do. And it's not because I want to see the seats filled. Because if it's just one person, as a matter of fact, if they empty, I'm still going to preach because that's what God right. called me to do. I'm not concerned about that. God delivered me from that a long time ago. That's why I don't talk about what can we do to build membership to make us mega. Because, baby, we might be many in numbers, but we mega in the Holy Ghost. So I'm not concerned about that. I'm not concerned about that at all. Yeah. But what I am concerned about, if, if, if Hebrews 10 and 25 says, forsaking not the assembling of yourselves who believe it, that others do. And verse 26 says, but we need to be around each other to provoke one another and to love and do works. I can't provoke you if I don't know what you do. Provoke means to get on your nerves. I want to be able to get on your nerves. Can't come to church. Can't come to church. Can't come to church. Mother be on time. Mother be on time. Mother be on time. T quit talking about your family. T quit talking about your family. I need you here in order to do it. Right, right. <laughs> and it's not a matter of provoking you because I want you to. I provoke you because I know what God put in you and I want you to be better, and I want you to be all that God created you to That's be. It. What sense That's does it. it make for you to be a millionaire and you never spend any of the money that you got? Yes. And you say, I'm not going to spend any of it because I'm going to need it. I'm going to need it for when I go. I'm going to need it for when I go. You can't take nothing you got with you. And one of the richest places that there is is the graveyard. Unrealized dreams, unrealized aspirations, unrealized goals, unrealized college degrees, unrealized businesses that never been opened up, unrealized marriages, unrealized potential, unrealized houses that were never bought. What are you waiting on? God has given us the ability to do these things, but the enemy will try and make sure. That you don't feel as though you're capable of doing those things. So what does he do? He keeps you away from other folks that will encourage you to keep moving on, keep forging forward. I know it doesn't look good, but baby, keep going on anyway. That's why you need to be in corporate worship. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's got nothing to do with numbers. And if you got folks that's trying to get you to come to church because of numbers, then you might want to think about going someplace where they want you to be better yourself and not better the church. I wish I had some help in here. I'm sick and tired of us using people to try and make us look good behind this sacred desk. The only person that should be looking good behind this sacred desk is God. You gotta get to a place where even if it's just two folks that's here, I'm gonna sit down with the two folks. And I'm going to help them try and get to all that God will want them to be. That's it. Because that's what my job is. Thank you, Lord. If the scripture said that Jesus said, and greater works shall ye do, 
It's time to get with the greater work. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. So we talked about how, how to praise God continually. But can I take a few minutes to talk about why you should now. praise God continually? Why? Because this is it. I'm, I'm done, y'all. I told you about my cue, right? So, see, they're looking at each other. That's funny. Y'all see that? Okay, let's go. <laughs> well, why? Why should we praise God continually? Because Psalm 92 and 1 says, It's good to give thanks to the Lord and sing praises to your name, O Most High. Matter of fact, in that same song, it says to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness by night. You all, he gives you exactly what it is that you need to do every day. You need to talk about his loving kindness in the morning and talk about his faithfulness at night. Psalms 130, uh, 145 says, I will extol you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. If you can't think about something else to talk about, you can talk about the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. I don't know about you, but in this day and age, I need to know where I can go to safe. Nothing else around me is safe, but I need to know where I can go that's going to keep me safe. And if I'm by myself, I can call on the name of the Lord and I will have to worry about anything else because he keeps me comfort, he keeps me safe, and he keeps me secure. We've got to understand why it is that we praise the Lord. But can I just use Psalm one thirty, uh, Psalm 34 to talk about why? He said, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. The next verse said, my soul shall make her boast to the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. What does that mean? It means my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions will make a boast to the Lord. And if I use my soul for that, I don't have time to use it for anything else. I don't have time to get in my emotions. I don't have time to be fooling around what other folks say about me because my soul is tied up and making a boast to the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. What does it mean? That means if I praise him, I expect somebody else to hear my praise and be glad about y'all and talking to me up in the air. I don't just praise him for my own self, but I praise him so somebody else can hear my praise. I don't just give him thanks for my own self, but I'm hoping that somebody else is encouraged by my praise. I hope that somebody else would just say, wait a minute, their children were cutting up, but they're thanking God, even in the midst of their children cutting up, I ought to praise God too. That person is praising God, and they don't have a job either. I ought to praise God too. That person got a bad doctor's report, but they're praising God. I ought to praise God too. That person's house went into foreclosure, and they're giving God praise. I ought to praise God too. We got to learn you all that. We're not just praising God for our own self. But we got to praise God so that somebody else hears them and wants to praise God as well. Because eventually, somebody going to come over to you and say, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, I know stuff ain't all that kosher on your job. I know things aren't all that great. 
We get it still. I still see you singing. Oh, God, thank you. Singing with the same fervor. I still see you giving God praise. I still see you lifting your hands. I still see you giving God glory. I don't understand. What is it that you got? And then you're able to say, sit down, and I'll tell you a story. But all I want to tell you is uh, uh, Psalms 34 and 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. If you never taste it, then you'll never see it. I can't help it. Oh, God, help me in here. You got to sometimes taste it before you can see it. Have you ever, oh, God, help me in here. Have you ever had a watermelon and you looked at it and it looked like it ought to be sweet, but then you cut into it? Then you're like, ew. Do you realize that all watermelons on the outside look the same? But in order for you to be able to see it differently, you got to taste it. I remember last week. Was it last week you brought that watermelon in here? Last week there was watermelon. Y'all missed the watermelon. Last week it was watermelon that came in, and I I heard Vernon say it first. Excuse me, Minister Bryant said it first. He said, Woo! That's watermelon good. And then Minister Kendrick was like, it don't look like it's good. Let me go over here. Next thing you know, she had it in her hair. Oh! This good? Karen, who don't like, you know, I mean, you know, she don't really, you know, show her emotions like that. She was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna go over here, slide over here, don't tell nobody. Give me some watermelon. Next thing you know, I hear, oh! <laughs> because sometimes it looks the same. But when you taste it, it causes how you look at it to be different. Oh, God, help me in here. You got to understand that some folks haven't tasted the same God that you tasted. They haven't tasted the same taste that you have. Because some folks haven't even had to deal with the bitterness that you tasted. So you taste God a little differently based on the bitterness. Oh, God, help me in here. Based on the bitterness that's been in your mouth. You taste God a little differently. And because you taste him a little differently, he's sweeter than the days before. And he gets sweeter than a sweeter, sweeter than a sweeter of a honey and a honeycomb. But it's based on how you taste them will show you how you see him. And I know for me, I've tasted and I've seen how good God is. And now I'm blessed because I trust him. What he said he'd do. I wonder if anybody's in here that can taste if they taste the God and they know that he's good and now they're happy and now they're blessed because they trust that he's good and they trust that he loves them and they trust that he's able and they trust that he's great and they trust that he's holy and they trust. That he's righteous and they trust that he's lifted up. Somebody give God praise. How long is your continually? How long is it? How long are you willing to give God praise for what he did for you? How long? Don't just cut them off. Don't just give them uh, a longer praise for a bigger blessing. And a little praise for a little blessing. Because the fact is, his little blessings are continual enough to keep you alive. 
So we ought to praise him continually yes. for everything that he does, great yes. or small. Because yes. the fact still remains that the creator of the universe is blessing you. And the fact that he's blessing you should give you an impetus to give God praise right there. Because the creator of the universe in a messed up, dirty, jacked up state still wants to bless us. Yes, he does. How long is your continually every head bowed, every eye closed, every head bowed, every eye closed? God, we thank you on today. We thank you for being one that blesses us. We thank you for being one that loves us. We thank you for being one that cares for us, even in the midst, <laughs> even in the midst of our calamity, even in the midst of our tragedy, even in the midst of our situations, even in the midst of our circumstances, even in the midst of us not being able to see exactly what it is that you're doing. Father, I thank you that you are gracious enough towards us to realize that we have to get ourselves to a place of continually praising you. But God, from this point forward, we won't give you another excuse. We won't give you another reason. We won't give you another uh, 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 explanation why. We won't praise you the way we should. God, we're going to bless you. We're going to praise you at all times. When the sun is shining, we're going to praise you. When it's raining outside, we're going to praise you. When there's money in the bank, we're going to praise you. When we broke, busted, and disgusted, we're going to praise you. When the doctor's report says all three, we're going to praise you. And when the turns says something adverse, we're going to praise you. God, when we're working a, a good paying job, we're going to praise you. And God, when the pink slip comes and hits our desk, God, we're going to still praise you. God, when it's morning time, we're going to praise you. When it's night time, we're going to praise you. God, what we're trying to say is we're not going to stop anymore from praising you. Because you've been just that gracious to us. You've been just that kind to us. God, even to the point where even when I said when, you caused every wind that I said to be an if in our lives. Because for some of us, we have gone through some calamities and we've gone through some challenges. But for some of us, we haven't tasted those winds and you've caused them to be ifs. And God, we're grateful. But God, even now, God, you reminded us that even if those situations passed across our lives, come through and pass through our journey, God, we're still purposing right now. We're still going to praise you. And God, even now, even when we don't understand, matter of fact, we're going to praise you even the more. And we praise you even the more because we don't have to know what you're doing. We just have to know you're more than able to do. And so, Father, we bless you forward. Now, God, I pray and open heaven over this place. God, that your people would hear you, God, that they have heard you, and God, that they will respond. Every head bowed, every eye closed. 
if you're here on today and if you say this word was for me, I needed this word on today, will you just lift your hand in the air? We just want to pray for you. You don't have to say anything. I won't even call you up. I just want to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can put your hand down. Father, it's in the name of Jesus, God, you've seen your people, God, to lift their hands. Father, we pray even now, oh God, that you would touch them, oh God, and measure them. Father, you knew that they would be here, and you knew that they would need the word that came out of uh, this vessel, oh God. Father, not because it was of my leading, oh God, but it was because of you. Now, Father, we pray, oh God, that you would strengthen them, oh God, for the days of here, God. Not just the days of here, but God, even this moment, God, that you would strengthen them, God. Touch them now, Father, in the name of Jesus. God, you know what they're dealing with. God, you know the inward parts of their heart, the words that they haven't even uttered, oh God. Father, I pray that you would speak to them, oh God. Touch them, God. Keep them, cover them, oh God. Father, that a praise might resound out of their lips again. Father, we don't want them to just say it, oh God, and not feel it, oh God. But Father, we want them to taste it, be able to see it, and then praise you for it, God. So Father, we pray now, God, that you would touch them in the place that they are, oh God. And Father, if they don't have that close of a connection with you, to know, oh God, that you're doing it for them, oh God. Father, I pray that the situations that they're dealing with, God, will bring them closer to you. We'll bring them closer to you, God. Father, strengthen them. Help them to be able to praise you no matter what. Not just out of lip service, but God, out of heart service. Not just out of heart service, God, but because their heart, their will, their mind, their emotions want to say, thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless you. We give your name glory. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Come on, somebody give God a hand that we pray. Hallelujah. If you bless the Lord for the word, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.